welcome to episode 28, Masturbate, I'm sorry, our story mode of video game podcast, the official podcast of storymodegaming.com, brought to you by Fan Critical. I'm your host, Jesse Munro, and tonight I'm joined by Simon Evans. Hello, hello, hello. And we have sent off Keelan to, f- Keelan to get cleaned. He went to the dry cleaners, we're getting him steamed and, and ironed and, and folded. <laughs> so tonight, filling in, we have the illustrious... Josh Cotter. How you doing, Josh? I'm not sure if I want to be on this podcast anymore. <laughs> I said masturbate and I kept saying that my lips are itchy before the show. You no, know that word makes my lips itchy as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. For listeners, Jesse is just here scratching his lip. Non-stop. What does this mean? Is this what COVID is? <laughs> yeah. Um, itchy lip. Is this strain? I've got itchy lip. <laughs> itchy lip. I was wearing a mask. I went for a walk before. I was wearing a mask, scruffing up my luscious lips. Yeah, that can happen, especially when you get that moisture under the mask. Yeah, not good. good. We're going to trigger someone if we say the word. Understand? You, you, you've got glasses. Oh my god, it's It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. I tip is you can get the ones with the wire. And they, they seem to they they, they do help a the lot. Of your face quite. I can lot. relate, yeah. but only because of the fact that I wore a mask and had sunglasses on, and my sunglasses. You're cool. <laughs> uh. How do you wear a mask on your cool motorbike? Yeah. <laughs> my well, leather I mean- jacket was fogging up my mask. I mean, my gl- my, my sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> must be I nice being key. <laughs> it must be nice <laughs> being Simon. <laughs> That has actually happened once before, but let's not get into that. Oh, jeez. What is happening? I'm a warm human being. Leave me alone. Uh, this is like... Keelan hasn't been here, and <laughs> it's already getting real horny. And you know what? Go with that, baby. Keelan keeps Your us in pretty cool. Put the kids to Gamescom. bed. Gamescom. Put the kids to bed. Pull the car over. It's Gamescom. It's Gamescom, it's Gamescom baby. Okay. <laughs> Pour yourself a nice glass of wine, light a candle. This is our generation's Barry White. That's what they call me. So, like, it is a lisp. <laughs> I am to lisp what uh, Barry White was, so we're having a deep voice. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, put that in my obituary. <laughs> Gamescom rolled around. The ending of the Summer of Games, the Summer of George. What, is it, what, what was it called? Game summer. summer Games Fest. Summer Games Thank Fest. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Miles away. Away. Uh, I couldn't. I was on the tip of my tongue. So, this is like a whole event started off by Jeff Keighley um, to sort of cover games over the summer without you know, an E3 and stuff like that happening due to COVID. Um, a bunch of digital events. And yeah, this is sort of the full stop on it. I think the, the whole Summer Games convention. <laughs> I've already forgot what it's called. <laughs> Fuck. The summer um, games mess is easier to remember. Su- summer games mess. It was it was fine. I mean, I understand it. This has never really happened before, so sort of thinking of their feet. It was fine. Um, and Gamescom has never really been known for having massive game drops, but even then, this felt like a little bit of a yeah, not a. Ba- was it wasn't a bad event. Yeah. Wasn't a bad event. It was just a weird just like a, end yeah. to it, wasn't it? Oh, we got a, we got deeper looks at you know some of the things we're looking forward to. Oh, absolutely. For, like, for that, I'm pretty happy about. But th- there's a few things where I'm like, oh. I think that's the thing. Like, there are a lot of deeper looks into things we already knew. Yeah. I would have loved if it finished on, like, hey, here's either something that we have barely seen. There was a rumor going around that we we're going to see Resident Evil 8. Um, or Resident Evil Village. Um, 
that never occurred, obviously. Yeah. It would be cool. Just keep your powder dry to the ooh, end. Ooh, and a lot of prices. games stuff like that are announcing stuff. Oh, yeah, pricing would have been great. You know what's yeah. going to happen now that we've said that? But between now and the uh, episode coming out, the prices will come out. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Ooh. Just before I hopped on, I saw something about a PlayStation 5 giveaway on a like bag of Doritos got leaked. <laughs> okay, so yeah, they're advertising <laughs> on Doritos. Doritos is how another game that we're going to speak of soon got, got announced as well, so... It's Doritos, Doritos Crash Course 3. Doritos is um, StoryModeGaming.com's main competition. Yeah. But also our biggest sponsor. Um, yeah. A biggest sponsor and a sack of choice. Um, so Doritos, if you're listening, friend of the show, Mr. Doritos. Mr. Doritos. <laughs> send me a pack of them spicy crisps. You know what I mean? But please don't send us the Mountain Dew flavoured ones because... Have you had them? Yeah, they are awful. Are they green? Yes. Are they disgustingly yeah, yeah, green? Yeah, Ugh. they're weird. Like they, they taste like you don't Master taste Chief. The taste on your on your on your tongue. No, no they don't taste as good as Master Chief. Not not even close. Um, <laughs> you can, you don't taste it on your tongue. You inhale the flavor. Yes, it's a very oxygenated flavor. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, does anyone else get there with like wasabi? When you have wasabi, you feel it. I feel it more in like my nose and my sinuses like than wine. my tongue. I feel like I just I feel like that. a fine one if you if you put it up your nose with a funnel. <laughs> kind of like that. I yeah. just straight up don't like wasabi. But also that's because the wasabi we get over here isn't actual wasabi. Isn't actual wasabi. It's, actual wasabi. It's quite nice. Yeah, actual wasabi. The one you get here, is, it's just green. It's just it's like just horseradish. Caterpillars. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you said the right thing. I'm just like it's a mashed up caterpillar. <laughs> that poor, very spicy caterpillar boy. Fuck, we, we've gone off topic so quickly already. <laughs> we're recording later than we usually do. So we normally record this on a Sunday night, Sunday evening, but the Monday night, and it's just, it's wild. So what we're going to do, we're going to get through a few of the games that were um, shown off at the the opening night. The opening night was where the bulk of the uh, big news came in. Over the weekend, there were dozens of indie titles announced or shown off at length, which is really cool. There was some quality shit there. If we were to cover every single one of them, we would be here for days. Um, we can't even cover every game that was announced at uh, on the opening night. So if you want to hear more about games like uh, Teardown, Unknown 9 Awakening, the uh, Doom DLC, which I have feelings about, it looks t- terrifying, um, jump into storymodegaming.com and uh, have a bit of a read about them. But... We're going to go through a few of the ones that caught our eyes. Starting off with Fall Guys Season 2. Season 2 of Fall Guys coming out. It's going to have a medieval theme. So we're going to see things like drawbridges, castles, swinging axes, siege rams, dragons, all that type of business um, incorporated into the games. There'll be a bunch of new costumes. So you're going to have like royalty, kings and queens and dukes and Sweet such. Viking outfits. Yeah. Yeah, cool, yeah. Vikings, knights, witches, yeah. wizards, warlocks, and something else like with W that I can't think of. Um, warts. Yeah, warts. Giant wart. 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 Costumes. <laughs> wards from a wart from Super Mario. There'll also like be a bunch of new games um, that look pretty cool. There's one new game that really caught my eye. I don't like the team-based games. because yeah, I'm so over them. Man. I mean... Whenever I lose them, I like to blame the rest of the team because it makes me feel Damn. good. Um, but there's one where it looks like you have to work together to push blocks in order to get uh, over. to the end point. So to get over different obstacles, you push blocks together and you jump on top. That looks pretty cool, but it reminds me of, I think it's Fall Ball. Is it Fall Ball? The way you Oh, uh, that's you the sucker one. People. Or do you mean the one where you got to like bring the giant balls to your own like nest kind of thing? 
No, no, the one where you have to push the ball down the ramp. Oh, Damn. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like that one at all. Actually, Ramp ball. I don't know what the fuck it's called. I, I, we booted up Fall Guys for like the first time in like a week this afternoon. And I got on that one and my entire team, like, not even kidding. Not even blaming my whole team. I was on yellow team. So, you know, my whole team screwed around. Bruh. We lost. I had no idea what happened there. I haven't even played it yet. <laughs> I, I have played it. Have I won a crown? No, I have not. Am not I bitter about gamer. this? The yeah. gamer card got revoked. Take it. I don't even care. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't need a car to drive. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even talk about this game anymore. I don't care. I hate it. It's so hard. I don't. I've seen people who've won five games in a row. I'm like, what? How? How? How is this possible? Yeah, I game really, shock. Really game shocks. That. Probably, probably because they're in the same matchup with you every time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn, dude. Hell. Simon, <laughs> the you still got me around the heart. <laughs> I cut you deep. Bob. That did cut me deep. Um, so Fall Guys Season 2 will be dropping um, this October. So, I mean, I know I've, I've sort of petered out in the game. Not because I can't win a crown, but that may have something to do with it. But I don't know. I, I, defend, I think I went too hard. I a little bit repetitive. Like in the yeah, first I think everyone week, kind of did. Like almost finished it, the it, whole season in like, like three days or something. And then... Just got super burned out, but also like I'm not it's really not like a multiplayer dumb. player or anything. Like I don't really play these kinds of games, so I had my fun with it. He says there's dozens of crowns, dozens <laughs> of crowns above my head. <laughs> He's got them all stacked up. It looks very weird. <laughs> None of them are sat properly. Um, <laughs> now, see, I'm I'm very happy that Full Guys is doing really well because I feel like Full Guys has kind of come out of nowhere and it's just had this huge effect on. Um, I guess the battle royale genre, which has been very, I would say, very stale for the past couple of years. Um, it's always been the same thing. I like, I like this concept. It's like it's not combat; it's a race. Yeah, like it's it's just combat. silly. It's just a bit of fun. I think Tetris ninety nine did a very good job at uh, revamping the battle royale concept a little bit, and I think this has taken it to the next level where it's gone. You know what? It's yeah, it's still you against a hundred people or whatever, but. It's just a stupid race. You know, It's that's it. It's just um, an obstacle it, course and you, you control a jelly bean. Have fun. I've been, um, playing, I've been playing a few games with our good friend slash relatives, uh, Len and Gaz, over at uh, Fan Critical. I've been playing a few games with them. They get so angry at this game. It's so funny. Right. It's Don't play competitive, like proper competitive games with Gaz. Games with Gaz. He is the Holy worst. Holy shit. <laughs> He will he will tell you for fifty minutes why that wasn't his fault. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Kicking his ass at Smash Bros is one of the endlessly entertaining things ever. Oh god, yeah, it's so <laughs> much fun. I can imagine. It's. I remember like this is getting off topic a little bit. We we played a few games with him at, at, at Bucks Night, and I I think he he lost a few. It almost ruined the whole wedding. <laughs> He almost almost got I guarantee you. I guarantee you. He was thinking about that. <laughs> almost like, got cancelled because we beat him. <laughs> We're gonna get very angry text messages soon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. Fan Critical's gonna drop us all together. <laughs> no. I guess you know we'll just kind of um, dip for them. It's gonna be very something. tense. Very tense between both parties, both Stormman and Fan Critical. A Cold War, if you will. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. The game <sighs> has too many colons in its title. Yes. Um, will be a direct sequel to 2010's uh, 
Call of Duty Black Ops. We'll see the return of Woods, Mason, and Hudson, and they'll be on a mission to take down uh, a Russian ops named Perseus. Perseus has been involved with all these sort of wheelings and dealings against the West, and they've been quiet for a while, now they're back, I'm doing sorry. all sorts of goofs. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. They're getting a nuke. They're going to get a nuke. We, we, cool. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, something that's going to be a little bit interesting is uh, there'll be... I can't even speak. There will be branching narratives in this game. To what ends, to what extent, who knows. When they announced branching narratives, they really said at the start and at the end. Hmm. And they made a point to say that. I'm like, that's well, okay. bizarre. Because I yeah. think the, the thing is with branching narratives is that for a lot of games, it gives you the illusion of a branching narrative, but it actually isn't. In very much yeah. the way the Telltale game games will work, is that there will be a couple of different things, but overall, the general story will remain the same, and you will reach that same end point. I have a feeling, because they said there will be different endings, that this will be something that is going to have a bit more of an impact on the way that the game uh, will tell its story. So, but it's... It's such a weird way to put it, because if oh, they yeah, just said, very. hey, there'll be branchy narratives, then us as consumers and, and fans and such, we'll look at it like, okay, branchy narratives throughout the whole game. Don't quantify it, because now I'm just like, that's, well, I feel okay, like why, why put it in then? I feel like that's a really interesting way to interpret it, Simon, because I felt more like it's going to be like, you're going to have a couple different paths at the beginning, the middle is going to be much the same, and the ending is going to, you know, you can shoot the guy or, you know, try oh, to lasso yeah. him. <laughs> I don't know how these games play out. <laughs> um, generally speaking, you shoot the bad guy in the face, you shoot the bad guy in the face, you shoot the bad guy in the face, you throw a knife in the bad guy's face. That was a fun one. Um, that, that was a fun one. <laughs> you get the lasso <laughs> and you tie them to the train tracks. <laughs> <laughs> and then you twirl your long evil moustache as you laugh maniacally. <laughs> Call of Duty is a franchise I, I've burnt out on, but I I don't, I got a, kind of a suspect for their story, their, their campaigns, because they're short. They're like, 10 hours long, yeah, if that. Totally. And, mm. hey, some of the best um, just single-player campaign missions ever were in Call of Duty 4. Yep. The sniper. sniper. Come on. The Chernobyl sniper. Oh, yeah. That was just, great. That's so good. Um, oh, but so good. With that being said, I, I agree with you that, generally speaking, I do not care about the Call of Duty franchise at all. I'm just, eh, whatever. But this is one where I've gone, oh, actually, I'm kind of interested. What are you interested in? Because, yeah, you, you said this before the show, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. What is the thing that made it feel different to you? Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a fact that I enjoyed a lot of the characters. So the last Call of Duty game I actually ever sort of really enjoyed was the first Black Ops. I thought, narratively, that was awesome. The twist towards the end was really clever, and the way that all played out was great. I thought that was really, really well done. And so I think it's interesting that they've come back to revisit this and this narrative style as a direct sequel. So I'm curious because the original Black Ops had a really good twist at the end. I'm curious as to what Cold War is going to do, how they're going to go, hey, this is this is the difference this time. This is where things go. I'm weird. really interested in the premise of it being set in the Cold War as well. Like how can you, yeah. what does yeah. a Call of Duty game that's set in the Cold War, Cold War feel like? Um just kind of like, are we going to be in like suburban neighborhoods even? Like, are we going to like, you know, like how far are they going to go into like, you know, the enemies, right? You know, just so bubbling. Some people have surface. like some outlets and stuff have had a chance to play this. And there's one area that keeps springing up in every sort of uh, write up that I've, I've seen. 
there's an area in Russia where they've recreated a American town to do training in. Dude, so sweet. you get to see the Cold War version of Russia's version of an American town. Oh. And I've had, it, it's that's like really just cool. like uncanny valley and just weird enough that it's really, really fun. So I think um, that'd be quite cool and quite cool to play in multiplayer. We should be seeing some more multiplayer stuff down the track. Call of Duty traditionally doesn't really show their single player stuff and the multiplayer stuff at the same time because they know a lot of people are just in for the multiplayer so they don't want to sort of then that's the thing i do not care about it's the multiplayer. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same but um zombies will be making a return they announced hey. that by showing ronald reagan in the trailer um reagan's looking rough reagan's an odd character put in the game but more importantly there's a guy who looks like pitbull Mr. Worldwide himself. <laughs> it's a bald guy with shades. He, he yeah, that's it. That's show. all it is. It's a bald guy. <laughs> I think Pitbull, Pitbull would listen to podcasts. Pitbull has big podcast energy. Big podcast I energy. I don't know what that means. That I don't know. But also, I arguably want to disagree. I feel like Pitbull's like, nah, I'm too important for podcasts. And he's wrong, obviously, but... <laughs> well, he hasn't got a need for it either. He likes playing Dark Cells with the volume up, you know? <laughs> he listens for those parries and stuff. He doesn't want to listen to a podcast while he plays a video game. Like, no, that's no, point. that's true. He needs to hear the enemy Next footsteps. Mm. Oh, wait. So, Simon, you want to get into also the... Uh, there are nine oh. fucking versions of this game coming out. So, so Call of Duty. Hey, we just spoke about you quite a, quite positively. And surprisingly. now I'm going to shit all over it. Now we're going to have we're gonna have words. I'm, I'm going to... Ronald Reagan, listen up. <laughs> Activision Blizzard, please get your shit together in the nicest way. Like, and I'm saying that in the nicest way possible. Sorry. This is a cross-generation game, so it will be available on PS4, Xbox One, and PS5 and Xbox Series X, as well as PC. Now, you would think, okay, cool. Well, a lot of other platforms and a lot of other games are doing an upgrade system. You buy the PS4 version, you get the PS5 version free of charge. And same with the Xbox's um, upgrade path as well, with the smart delivery. Now, there are four main versions to take into account. The just, These are the four main ones. The physical versions and the digital versions. And I'll split them up by each console as well. So, both digital versions. If you buy on the PS4 or the uh, or the Xbox One, you can then upgrade it to the next-gen console for a fee. Estimated to be probably around $10. US, that is. Or you can just buy the PS4 or Xbox One version and play it on a PS5 using backwards compatibility. So you won't get ray tracing, you won't get the faster processing power and the you know, it'll look and race. play the same just on my new box yes pretty much so if okay. you want to just keep it for the sake of it cool you can do that cool. physical versions this is where shit starts to get weird ps4 physical version will have an option to upgrade to the ps5 version through the playstation 5 playstation store oh heck yeah yep the game must be inserted for this to work fair enough all right yeah. Sorry, Josh and I are going to be the, the counters of just like, we're going to tell you when this loses us completely. Okay. Like, yeah, when, like, this, this is sounds just this like point? what they did with like PS3, PS4. Like, I remember yeah, yeah. buying like Assassin's Creed this 4, okay. getting it on my PS4. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's um, fine. Xbox One physical edition cannot be upgraded at all. And yeah. that's where you lost us. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> <'Cause> that's, 
right? What the fuck is this? Where's oh, your smart delivery? One? Yeah. yeah. This is dumb, de- dumb non-delivery. Like, yeah. <laughs> Stupid but, delivery more like. Yeah. <laughs> but take Add that to this. Spencer. Milky Spencer. <laughs> Milky Bill Spencer. <laughs> Um, but to add on to all of this, um, the both of the physical versions can be played on the new consoles using just backwards compatibility. Because, yeah, that's fair enough. Why not? Yeah. Now, <laughs> uh, if you buy... <laughs> at this point of like being in EB Games, looking at all these games, I've now moved on to buy something else. Yes, exactly. You've this gone on to buy bug snacks. Too many things for me. You've gone on to buy bug snacks, let's face it. Um, <laughs> Hell right. yeah, collector's edition, what up? Yeah, Dude. damn straight. <laughs> Um, sorry, if you buy the, um, so the, the Xbox One physical edition cannot be upgraded at all. That will only work on an Xbox One console. However, if you buy the Xbox Series X physical copy, you can play that on an Xbox Series X and an Xbox One. Whereas if you buy a PS5 version physical, you can only play that on a PS5. Okay. So without, without getting too frustrated with this what is a reason we can assume they're doing this i don't know because there there isn't con- this is completely inconsistent in every imaginable version because there's um like a cross um cross gen bundle that's available um but essentially what it comes down to is that if you want to play on a next gen console you're going to have to pay 70 US dollars. If you want to play on current I gen... I am fine with that part. Oh. I'm not, but we'll get to that. I, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. It's um, a separate issue, yeah. Yes. Um, but if you want to play as if you're playing on a PS4 or an Xbox One at the moment, $60. That's it. You pay $60 for your current gen version of the game. So... Currently, there is a cross-gen bundle, which will cost $70, so the same as just the PS5 or the Xbox Series X version, and that will be compatible across both gens. It seems like the safest bet for consumers to not get too confused is just you buy the cross-gen bundle and that's it, right? You this could- is more confusing than the Cold War itself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is, like, even if you cut out, there's, like, myriad options here so there are a few options that i don't think people are going to run into that much of an issue with i think like the ones of hey if you get the ps5 version you can't play on a ps4 makes sense you don't assume this is going to come around at that time if you bought a ps5 you're probably not going to bother playing it on your ps4 i don't see that too many people having an issue no. there unless they have multiple consoles in the house and they want to play it in different and they get really rooms, confused like and drunk and go ah oh, yes yeah. ps5 game <laughs> yeah, right. into the ps4 um, uh-huh. pitbull in his multi in his many Harumed ma- mansion or yacht. I imagine he lives on a yacht. Probably, he yeah. He wants to move around. Yeah. 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 Um, also, sorry, just back to Pitbull real quickly. The white PS5 is going to suit his suits. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Jesse, you should be man, his, like supervisor. The bug or yeah, yeah, you should, you should be his manager at this point. Fucking hell. You've made me yeah, like Pitbull more in the last five love minutes. Love person, though. Like, it You've made me like him more concept. in the last five minutes. <laughs> It isn't a foreign concept that a PS5 game won't work on the previous generation. So I understand no. that completely. Yeah. yeah. But what throws it askew is the fact that the Series it's- X version is going to be compatible with Xbox One, but not vice yeah. versa. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the part that gets me. The Xbox One 
can't, version can't be played on the, so it can't be upgraded. Yeah. To Series X. Yeah. Why? So right, <laughs> this is I I don't know because this is like a control situation where like the <laughs> ultimate edition is a completely separate skew, like it's a completely different unit from the yeah. original control game that we have on our shelves. And people got up in arms about that. But in this situation, it is literally just for the Xbox One version of Call of Duty. Yeah. That's so fascinating. Yeah. So the Xbox One version just cannot, be, the physical version of it just cannot be upgraded. End of story, point blank. But if you bought the Xbox Series X, you don't even need to own a Series X. You can just have an Xbox One. You go but it's and a buy case this- that's releasing at a later date? I think so. Mm. I believe so. Because personally, me, like, I, li- I like having boxes on my shelf. Uh, no, me too. I like having a huge oh. PS4 library kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, love it. And I'm looking forward to picking up Avengers this week, knowing that when I get when it comes down PS5 or whatever, if I'm playing it by then, if I give a shit, um, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll be able to check my disc in, upgrade it, whatever the hell they're doing there. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of disheartening for like Xbox One players that they're not going to be able to do that at launch. No. Yeah. Um, I know that I'm a minority in that situation you know um but still it's that's that's a really odd way to go about things yes and also the thing that re- this whole situation reminds me of is has the xbox series x all digital version been properly revealed yet no no it hasn't <laughs> what is happening this year i don't know oh the we, you mean the uh, series the S. Lockhart. <laughs> yeah. yeah Just Lockhart. make it even more confusing. Oh <laughs> You've got so many fucking things. Okay. This transitional period between generations is a, is an absolute cluster, cluster fuck. But short version, Absolutely. if you are a hundred percent dead set on getting this game day one, want to be play, want to be able to play it on both versions and pay just the one time fee, get the cross generation bundle. It's $70. And you're guaranteed that you'll be able to play it the way that you want to, regardless of console. Fuckery. But moving on. (laughs) We had some footage of the new Dragon Age game. Well, not footage. Not footage at all. Speaking of some shaky off-camera footage that (laughs) looks like a smash leaker. Some, like, art and stuff like that. And 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 a bit of a talk from the the crew over at Bioware. And some motion Um, caption. That's the motion capture. It's a vo- um, VR work, which is really good. The guy yeah, who plays Solas, very happy about the VR was oh so good. But yeah, well, we saw some some footage again. I keep saying footage of uh, Dragon Age. No, we saw we got reminded that Dragon Age is a thing that is happening. <laughs> we got reminded which it is exists. nice, and also Bioware being like, um, yeah, no, we can't remember Anthem either. Trust us it. again, please, please. Remember it's still miles off. This is this is still an early production. Dragon Age Four. Um, we do know that the game will feature two new characters named Davrin and Balara. Um, Balara is some sort of like cracker or something like that. She seems to know her shit because the VR for Balara, uh, the quote we see, the quote we hear, <laughs> says, that's the good kind of rumble. Ah, uh, so, yes. Oh, yeah, that was funny. She got the, she got the, <laughs> I she got the Joy-Cons. entirely. She got a Joy-Con. She's like, fuck, that rumble. That is the good kind of rumble. <laughs> See, that is the haptic feedback. Um, and we got to see a spider that had arms. That you're like, hey, Jesse, no, spiders have legs. No, this one had arms as well. Had eight legs and these little cute little arms. It was very strange. Like, can you imagine <laughs> just like that thing? Can you just imagine that thing walks up to you and just fucking decks you? 
Like you expect it to shoot like silk, you know, it just rubs up on But I like the, the idea that it's short that it punches you in the knee. It's like, yeah. you He's got knee now, pads on. Do you think, so this was announced how long ago initially? Like two years ago? Yeah. So we saw this two years ago at the Game Awards. This is the same one um, where Joker was announced for Smash. Oh, man, that was such a. That was a. Don't you mean Joker the film? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> no, Joker from Persona 5. The good Joker. One of the um, best DLC characters for so, Smash Bros. There, I said it. This, yes. is, this is something that I've, um, I'm wondering. So, Anthem bombed. Oh, God. But Bioware wanted. Thought that maybe there's still some life in it. Maybe we can rejuvenate it. Now, I still hold firm. Anthem has a few. Pretty cool ideas in it. In its DNA, there are some cool things that they could really flesh out. There was a rumor that they, um, they've been pulling people from a bunch of different um, uh, companies studios, in the area and stuff yeah. like that, studios, pulling them all in to, to revamp it. Do you think they pulled a bunch of people off Dragon Age to revamp it, then realized, holy shit, we can't fix this, and they lost a bunch of time with Dragon Age, and that's why it's still in free row? I reckon. Unfortunately... Oh, that's. I feel like that's really optimistic because, um, Ooh. like we've heard some horror stories coming out of Bioware. <laughs> that know, is that true. Yeah, they, they, yeah. their games are just a mess right up until like a couple months before launch, and where they yeah. expect the Bioware magic. Bio- right? Bioware magic. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> that's crunch. That is crunch, and that is abuse of your staff. Yeah. Fuck yeah, off. Literally. It's Do like, not accept uh, that. Let's just end it's the series in this way. Ah, uh, star <laughs> child. Kind of thing. Like, it's magic in the same way that. Like crushing the bird and the prestige was magic. <laughs> like, yeah, people people were convinced that you did something amazing, but you killed something to do it. <laughs> yeah. It's, so like I like I really spirits. do think that like I I have no idea what they've been doing for two years. Maybe they're working on the Mass Effect Remaster, perhaps. Maybe it's done in house and they've Man, that would have been brought a good up reveal. to Andromeda standards. Yeah. Um but re- standards, hang on. Standards. Um, <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> by inverted commas for, for those of um, you listening. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I really don't know what they've been doing for two years then. Because yeah, I really think a skeleton crew has just been working on Anthem. Like I wouldn't be surprised if it was more than a dozen people. I would be surprised if it was more than a dozen people in a room being like throwing ideas at a wall, being like, how can we salvage Anthem and pay make people pay for a new season pass? Like, Right. Here's what you do. You need to get Naoki Yoshida from Square Enix, Yoshi P, the guy that said Final Fantasy fourteen, and just be like, up, yo. Blow it up. <laughs> drop the moon on it again. Let's <laughs> do it. Well, like, that's the thing. Anthem has an inbuilt, like, core mechanic that is meant to, like, completely revitalize the whole Yeah, they, the game. they actually have that with the storms, yeah. right? so just do it. Like, could that Storm was a cool idea. So every now and then, like, that's how you redo everything. That's how you, your chapters or your seasons or whatever you want to call them. Ugh. Get me to fix. <laughs> Get me to fix the game. But when I, we're, how are we feeling about Dragon Age, though? I, I've got no feeling towards it because they didn't try us anything. Look, I've also never played a Dragon Age game. I've, I've never played a Dragon Age game, but as I said to you guys in the pre-show, it's always been something that's been on the very edge of my radar. Um, and it's something that I've paid attention to every single time it's come out. And I know Dragon Age Inquisition was very well received by fans. People loved it. People had way more fun with it than they did Skyrim, got a lot more longevity out of it. So I am hopeful, but I'm not going to hedge any bets. Actually, you know what? I lie. I have played Inquisition. I played it at PAX before it came out. You lying really bastard. St- I'm sorry, <laughs> Simon, Josh, and our dear listeners. I am a lying piece of shit. 
I own Inquisition um, as well. It's just collected dust on my shelf because it came out in 2014, the year that had no games. <laughs> I, I played it at PAX and they, like, you know, when you go like a PAX or any sort of gaming convention, you'll play a game and they'll give you like a little trinket. Like you get like a lanyard or something like that. Yeah. For Dragon Age, there's so much cool things you can do with that game. But what they did was they take a photo of you and they print it out on a license. See, it's like a plastic license that just says Dragon Age has your picture and it has like what your like job would be. That's like, really weird. What, like, what do I do with this? What? I, I think I need to find it. I've got it somewhere. But it Damn is- it, Dragon Age card. You're saying that I'd work in a shitty supermarket in the yeah. fantasy world as well? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving along to a game that I am genuinely pumped for. We've got Star Wars Squadrons. Um, with Star Wars Squadrons, you will be taking on the roles of two conflicting pilots, um, one from the Empire and one from the New Republic. The whole game can be uh, played with VR, which... Oh my god, I'm so excited for. And most importantly, the game will be featuring Wedge Antilles. And Wedge is my boy. I'm excited to see him. Um, The trailer we saw... The trailer was actually... uh, The game, sorry, was revealed at EA Play earlier this year. But this trailer focused mainly on the single-player campaign. Um, And you also see a a fair bit of gameplay in this trailer. It looks fucking brilliant. I know a lot of people are going to be terrified of the the motion simulation in VR. Mm. I'm lucky. Like my, I think I've mentioned this before. Even though my eyes barely work, I'm great in VR. I can spin around. I can walk around. Like I don't feel. You got your sickness. VR legs. I think yeah. that might VR be legs. part of the reason why you don't get motion sickness is because your eyes barely work. It, it, it legit could be. They're not really talking to my brain very well, yeah. as most of my body doesn't talk to my brain very well. Um, it could just be that, but this looks hey, this looks fun. I love I love um, any sort of Starfighter game. There'll also, sorry, there'll be eight different Starfighters you can pilot in this game, all customizable. Now, you. there was a um some sort of Star Wars Rogue Squadron VR thing. Oh right, the that came out a while ago. DLC, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, no, sorry, before that. There was something that came out before that. It was completely standalone. It was just like one little mission. It was a re- weird thing hidden away on the PS um, store. Hmm. And it was fun. It was fine. Yeah. But I like I like the idea of flying around. I've been Thank doing you. a lot of flying in VR in um, No Man's Sky. And it, it is You speak just, very highly of that, yeah. Such a cool feeling. Um, I, I love the fly in that game. Wait, so uh, is like- Simon able to use his quest and hook it into his PC and play... Star Wars um, that way? In theory, yes. In yeah, reality, man. I need to set some stuff up. It's yeah. a it's 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 a confusing mess of you need to connect it in like whilst it's off and then turn it on and launch an app and then do this and then do that and then it will work. Yeah. Um, so much more simple than a PSVR. Well, it's my fault for buying a quest and also going, oh yeah, I will use Steam VR with it as well. Terrible, terrible idea. Don't do that. Um <laughs> It's just, yeah, it's a mess. You're better off just using a regular Oculus Rift for PC. I'll powered. stick to my PSVR. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> better off with just a regular fucking Oculus Rift at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, in theory, I should be able to. It would just take a bit of setup. Now, that, you were it, saying that it was a bad uh, combo that you had there. Strange combination. Two different things that's not really coming together as they should. Next up, we've got Bridge Constructor, The Walking Dead. <laughs> Gotta give you credit for that segue. <laughs> um, what the fuck? Sorry, 
Okay, bridge constructor. They've done a crossover with portal. Um, Makes sense. Cool. Yeah, fine. But this is you build br- bridges within bridge constructor. The um, oh, crazy. But you're building them to get away from zombies. Now, I think this is based on spoiler alert. Um, Rick Grimes' last scene in The Walking Dead. Spoiler. Nobody's watching the show anymore. No, no, no one's. Simultaneously, millions are and nobody is. I don't understand how ratings work. Um, but Rick Grimes got killed off a few seasons ago and he, he dies blowing up a bridge to save everyone, I guess. But then again, he's not dead and they're making movies. Who knows? The bridge constructor team saw that and said, "Yeah, fuck, there's a game there." They saw that one scene in isolation. That's pretty scene. sick. Yeah. Like, yo, this game, fuck, yeah. this show's got some sweet bridges. You Hell see the architecture. Yeah. Um, Let's now the trailer was really bizarre. So it's like a real life trailer. You see the guy running away from zombies. He sees a broken bridge, and he's like, "Hmm, like maybe it'll then cut to the game, and you see it like the bridge get repaired, and then he runs across the bridge to get away from zombies." No, all right. No, 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 no. That makes too much sense. He runs into a hut or a little building with a generator in there. He plugs his laptop, which has died, even though it's The Walking Dead. How does it die? I've got a lot of questions there. His laptop that's died plugs into the generator, then starts playing Bridge Constructor of The Walking Dead inside the universe of The Walking Dead while The Walking Dead, the zombies, come and attack him. It's like, what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I find it. I found it really strange. And the strangest part, strangest part to me, the cover art has Michonne with her her jewel swords, Daryl with his crossbow, and Eugene, the most hated <laughs> yeah. fucking character in the show. Eugene front and center with his weapon, a pad and paper, a pad of paper and a pen. <laughs> Be afraid. <laughs> oh shit! Watch Be out. very afraid. Yeah, he's he's gonna shove that <sighs> pen where the sun don't shine. Up his, up his nose, probably. He's just going to pick his nose with it. Thunder the top there. That's true. Moving back into Star Wars, a game that got me very, very, made me very, very happy. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Lego Star Wars has been a franchise for years and years. Yeah. Um, I've played, I played all the original ones. But The Skywalker Saga is going to get all nine core films and put them into one game. It's going to have 500 playable characters. At first, what? there will be future character DLC packs and I believe story packs as well for spin-offs like Rogue One, Mandalorian, Solo, um, the new Bad Batch series, which is coming to Disney+. Plus. This is going to have every everything in it. Now, it has been pushed back to 2021. I believe it's coming out uh, in Australia next autumn. Kind of stinks because uh, like, I was really looking forward to playing this in like October when it was meant to come out or whatever. And then now they're just like, yo, wait until spring. It's like, uh. But like looking at it, it this looks so good. It, it's taken the the gameplay um, from the older ones and they've just added a few little tweaks in there. The well, yeah, that's the different. thing. Because um, I, 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 the most recent one that I played was Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. And I've been pretty, I was pretty commonly jumping in and out of the series up until then. Um and yeah, they, they really have changed it a lot. I know, like, they did start sprinkling in a couple more. Um, like, they gave you the ability to control the camera and have a more third person, like, yeah. over the shoulder, almost perspective kind of thing. Um, but this seems like they've completely gotten rid of the fixed camera angles for every level, and it's just a third Big person fan. platformer, mm. which is my dream. It looks <laughs> now, this, so good. I'm a Star Wars fan. I really like Star Wars. Um, Rise of Skywalker. I have very strong negative feelings about. I still haven't and seen since it. That came out. 
I oh. saw it at midnight. I, I've seen all the Star Wars movies at midnight um, on watch night at uh, golf class and stuff like that. And I came out there and I, I just, I was just so deflated. I was absolutely gutted. I loved Last Jedi. I'm I with you. I'm with you. Star Wars films. I think it's absolutely fucking brilliant. I agree. I felt like uh, Ryan Skywalker was a knee jerk reaction to people who didn't like that one. And rather than, rather than finishing the saga, they wanted to cater the loud haters, loud, very loud group of negative people who didn't understand The Last Jedi. And because they didn't understand it, they decided to hate it. See, I just think- getting it off my chest. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going to quickly just counteract that slightly and say... Heal it, edit this out. (laughs) The Last Jedi was a good movie, but it wasn't a good Star Wars movie. Why was a Casino Royale in there? I don't get it. We didn't need James Bond. That that part didn't fit, Um, but you you can look at any Star Wars films and there are massive parts that don't fit. I can, yeah, I can agree with that. just thematically don't work in each one. But let's not get too far into Star Wars too much. Because that is a fan critical thing. I'm cutting you off there. Uh, okay. As host, I have these powers. Going back to the games. Um, the force, if you will. <laughs> going back to the games, I'm actually very keen for this Lego Star Wars stuff oh. because uh, because one of my things personally is that as the Lego games carried on, they started to become less and less funny because they had used a lot of the easy jokes. The jokes, yeah. And they'd started to recycle a few of them, and then they just sort of, I think, started to run a little bit dry. This seems like it's someone at the end with Emperor Palpatine. Yes, I feel like someone has just come in (laughs) and like injected a whole batch of fresh jokes, and I'm like, that's something I was actually most surprised by. Was I don't know if they've gone back. Maybe early on in the process of making this game, they had um, the voice clips from the movies because that's what they've done with like Lego Avengers and stuff. Um, They've done that for like the last whole bunch of games. But here they've got um, people replacing the voice actors, of course. You yeah, don't actually VO. have Mark Hamill. Um, but you got these impersonators with some fresh VO. Um, and that just opens up the possibility of so many more jokes as well as so many more... Um, I know, like, we all know, like, the LEGO games play out in a real truncated kind of fashion, you know? They're not... They're just showing the big set pieces from each film. Mm. Um, but here I feel like they've got the possibility to um, sprinkle in a couple extra scenes between those big set pieces to really tie things together. And they're not restricted by the VO the film has anymore. You know, they're able to tell their own kind of story, their own kind of canon. Um, and I think that's really fascinating. And that's actually playing into the potential of this franchise in a way, like, I feel like they haven't in a long time. And that's exciting. It's becoming its, its own thing now. It's always been a bit of a... a- the simile of the films. Yeah, like, but now it's like even no, Lego this Dimensions. Is this is us now. Yeah, even Lego Dimensions is like, he plays Homer Simpson um, and he just uses voice clips from a bunch of episodes, you know? Yeah. When, like, the actual Star Wars sort of score plays in this trailer, that hit me so hard. Like, I just smiled and that's the first time I've smiled something to do with Star Wars has made me smile. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not including Mandalorian. Love the Mandalorian. But I've been a bit burnt out on the whole series, and yeah, this this is cool. This made me really happy. Yeah, um, I'm I'm just glad that there seems to be a good return to the humor and the comedy aspect of it because I think that's what makes the Lego but also games a return to the Lego as better. well. Yes, because yeah. that last joke, I'm I'm a Lego fan as well. I'm a fan of Lego and Star Wars. That's why I have so much Lego Star Wars behind me. Um, <laughs> the, the the part at the end with Emperor Palpatine, he goes to to electrocute uh, Lucas. Like, oh, I'm a dickhead. Uh, electric powers. But he goes through it, and then he has these lightning pieces. 
And I remember those crappy lightning like, the, pieces that you just like always lost. Like, yes! yeah. <laughs> Your yeah, mum just vacuums them up or something. Oh, so good. yeah. The cat oh, chews man. on Can it for a bit. Can we start a podcast about different Lego pieces? There was a, uh, a Twitter thread um, this week of just like, hey, show us your favorite Lego piece. Mm. And man, there's some weird shit. No, man, can't go wrong with the two by three red brick. Damn by Ooh, it. Yeah. Bold classic. Bold classic. No. Give me a cock. Good all right, all right. Yeah, I really got it. You got it. Just, just give me a good cock. All right, boss. P- peace from Lego. Jesus right. Christ. Oh no. Hey, look. That's how you became one of our writers. <laughs> God damn it. Let's move on Ooh. to the Outer Worlds Parallel Gorgons, the new DLC for the Outer Worlds that came out. I want to say last year. It could have yeah. been two years ago. I, it was like I don't October. remember how time works. Um, so we get to see some new gameplay, some new characters, new locations such as the Sprat Shack, and new weapons um, like the new science-based weapon, the Pest Extermination Tool, which pull, has like an anti-gravity thing, and it pulls enemies in close, and then you hit them with like some sort of flaming axe. It looks a bit weird. Um, I kind of like it though. I'm here for it. Uh, don't like it. Um, in this, in this DLC, you'll be investigating the origins of the Adrena time drug um, and explore the meteor, which is named Gorgon. It went... F- this whole gameplay thing went for about 14 minutes and it didn't show much. Like, it was nothing. <laughs> there was no action. There was no, like, sense of urgency to it. I felt like I was playing the game and the game, I... I liked parts of it. I love the social aspect of the game, the the relationships you form with your buddies. It's good to see Pavati back. I love Pavati. But the gameplay itself I found really weak um, in the original. And this gameplay footage didn't really do anything for me. One thing I am quite happy about is the contextual, um, I guess, sort of musings of your teammates. Like, oh, this place looks like a bit of a shithole or whatever. Like, I I like that they have something to say about where you are because that was one of my biggest gripes with a game like Skyrim for example I know I mentioned God, it twice yeah. already this yeah. like, um you know <laughs> S- Serana disjointed from the world Serana was one of my favorite followers because she was so fucking powerful Joe, but all she would all she would ever do is complain and then you go into a cave and she's like, I spent plenty of time in caves. I'm like, well, I don't care. I've got to go in. I've got to go into this cave We're to in find a tavern legendary right now. item. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice story. <laughs> look, cut back on the meme. We live in Skyrim. We've all been fucking caves. <laughs> yeah. Half of this place is a fucking cave. It's like saying I've been to a fucking tavern. You have taverns, you have caves. Unless you're a king, then you've also got a castle and a boat, I guess, in Skyrim. Yeah. Got a couple God, of boats. Yeah, just make me angry for some reason. <laughs> no, see, oh, but that's the thing. Like, I, uh, the fact that you know people that you have chosen to come with you on your journey would then have something to say about where you are. Yeah. I think is a great thing. I think it, it helps with the world building. I think it helps with character development. I also think it helps immerse yourself a little bit more into the gameplay. I one hundred. Even if the yeah. gameplay itself is a bit. I was a big fan of like that. Was by far the, the game's strongest suit was just like. That's what I've heard. The attachment you build with the other characters really, really cool, but it was let down by... I would rather sit down and speak to people in that game, yeah. so like speak to my buddies, than go and do any sort of like combat or mission. As or somebody whatever. who like doesn't have a particular affinity towards Bethesda's games, or like, you know, you know, Bethesda's Fallout, Bethesda's Skyrim, 
Um, mm. This is Elder Scrolls, sorry. Um, yeah, uh, I heard the writing for this was a really huge step up from those titles. And um, I think yeah. it speaks to how far we've come since we last got an Elder Scrolls title and like Fallout 4 being, you know, held back a bit, I think we can all say. Um, but like, yeah, like they didn't have that well of dialogue to go back to and kind of um, really flesh out these characters in any meaningful way. It was kind of just these NPCs that just gave us the same stilted dialogue. So I, I think th- yeah. that's that's really appealing to me about these kinds of games because I, I care more about the writing and the dialogue than and the world itself than the combat and the skill trees that I've done a million times. Yeah. The game was fine, but I wouldn't say that it went like above and beyond. Speaking of above and beyond, the new Medal of Honor above and beyond. Ooh, that was a good one. Eh, it was forced. I mean, um, it would have worked better if you'd set that for Call of Duty, but, you know, yeah. anyway. This is, this is what I get. I gave you some credit and you're like, nah. so far, but at the end, it doesn't even matter. Ugh. Medal of Honor Above and Beyond will be set in World War II and is exclusive to the Oculus. So you get to play the whole game in VR. There is going to be a 50 plus level campaign, which is quite intimidating for VR. I don't know how I feel about that quite. It's probably going to be like one mission's going to be like cooking up a fried egg for like your general or something. And the other one's going to be like helping amputate a leg. And it's just going to be little mini games. (laughs) Well, okay, you so say that, but is, I wouldn't actually hate that. Dude, I, think that's, I, that's I really would like that. <laughs> yeah. How do you like, like your issue eggs? I uh, have uh, scrambled. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> um, this is one of the issues I had with this trailer, and I mean, it looks fun, but that's the thing. It's a war game that looks fun. Which, okay, cool. If you want to get, make a fun war game, that's fine. You're catching grenades. It all seems a little bit slapstick. Looks very slapstick. You throw knives to people, but then in the trailer, there's like, yeah, we spoke. To, we spoke to. Uh, we spoke to World War Two vets. And we heard the you know really emotional stories of, of bravery and such, and then we made this kind of slapstick humor game. Sorry, the, it, it isn't funny, but it reminds me a lot of like how Mash got in the later seasons, where like it went from being silly and stuff to being like you know everyone's dying and war's bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, um, who played uh, who played Hawkeye? Alan Alan something Hawkeye. He started directing the show. And it started to get real, real like dark, man. serious. And some of the episodes were great. I, I really like MASH, guys. Dude, yeah. Some of the episodes were really, really good. But it's like, this isn't the same. <laughs> like, and that, is that, really is that the vibe we're getting now. from Medal of Honor, boys? I I don't know. I feel like... I know where you're coming from in terms of like, oh, it seems a bit slapsick because you're catching grenades and throwing knives. But on the flip side, I think it's meant to make you feel like a badass. Like, Can you catch a grenade? Do they allow that in the war? I don't think it's illegal. I don't think you're going to like... I don't think you're going to catch a grenade and then like some referee's going to pop out the ground and be like... <laughs> no, not yeah, fair. No, it's, it's, nah, yellow it's, card. Okay. Dude, it's called Medal of Honor, okay? They base it on the honor system, okay? If a grenade gets thrown at you... you got to take it like a man. You just have to die from it. You just have to sit there and die. Put your helmet on there and jump on your helmet. I've seen movies. It helps, I guess. Also, how good would a MASH VR game be? I'd play MASH VR. <laughs> make, like, make it like Surgeon Simulator, yeah. yes. but then you also have to make alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> In a bathtub. And can you imagine being Raider and it's like um, Job Simulator, you just like get all these forms and shit? <laughs> like, I'm legit. Hey, video games as a, as a community, as an entity. 
<laughs> Give me a call. This is what okay. we want. This is what Jesse wants. And Josh, <laughs> by extension. And then all fun and games until you, you're doing your little search and simulator thing. He's like, oh no, this guy caught a grenade now. Bad shit happened it's to him. Just, it's just me. Bad, it's okay? just me. It's a crossover, I guess. And then um, Raider comes and he's like, oh, you know, his plane went down in the Sea of Japan. There were no survivors. It's like, oh, wow. Anyway, back to Medal of Honor. <laughs> right. Fuck that, I, match I think baby. It, <laughs> I think it's meant to make you feel like a badass. Like, mm-hmm. I am talented and I'm cool. Like, that's what it's aiming like, for. Uh, no, I, I agree with that. You Things I'm not in real life. <laughs> you can't go to these vets and be like, thank you for telling us, you know, you, you, you are talented and stories. cool. You are talented <laughs> and you're, and you're fucking cool. Game. We made you fucking cool. Hey, you've got, we got some DLC, you get Simon's cool leather jacket and sunglasses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, cos- the cosmetic and the completely free. I don't charge anything. <laughs> <laughs> like you and you do like combos and shit come up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with that in mind, I'm actually very happy that this seems like it's going to be a, a full length game in a VR experience. Totally. Because this is something I feel like is kind of holding VR back because people are like, ah, oh, there's only these short experiences. And then some people are saying, well, yeah, because that's all VR is really good for at the moment. I'm kind of on the fence. On that, I think a longer VR experience would be great to test the waters. And I feel like the way that this game is being presented to us is that you have the option. You can sit there and, you know, play for, you know, three hours straight. I've played Beat Saber for three hours fucking straight. And, you know, like, even though it's not designed for that. Yeah. Or you can sit there and you can play two, three missions. You know, maybe they're 15 minutes long and then you hop out and that's it. Mm. And you're done for the day. We'll never see games, like, we, I've seen a lot of people argue, like, well, why don't we get, like, you know, 10, 15 hour long games in VR like we do for, for normal console games? Because in normal console games, you can run around. Like, there is, like, there, that there's that dead air between moments. Yeah. There's downtime. In VR, you can't have that. Because there's no Korok seeds in VR. <laughs> Thank fuck. <laughs> um, like, like, in a normal game, it's like, oh, run from run down this tunnel to get to your next objective. Cool, I don't mind doing that. Fuck around. Well, in VR, I've, I'm like, I'm not doing that. I've, I'm I've, no, I've, I've played a game which actually has that. Um, and this is the only VR game that's actually made me feel motion sick was because I was moving with the analog stick and I was just, like, my character was just running. But, of course, I'm standing very still. And then the way that they try to accommodate for that is by making the, like, your peripheral vision go darker. That just made me feel worse. That just made me feel so shit because they darkened it too much. Yeah. And it makes me feel like, you you know, I don't know if you guys have ever fainted, but, you know, like, imagine, dude, just yeah. before you faint, it like, you feel everything go dark around you. It feels like that. And I was like, why are you doing this? Get rid of that and I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and that's always my concern with VR games is whether or not, because this seems like you just run around, whether or not you're using one of the control sticks on your grip controllers, or if you're supposed to be sat down for the experience or whatever, I I don't know. But it's one of those ones that I'm like, if they handle this correctly, this will be a game changer for VR and the potential for VR. If they, but if they fuck it up a bit, it's going to be just another VR title. Yeah, I totally think this could be a game changer for VR similar to like, I think we got half-life Alex. Um, and that mm. was very like, 
I feel like that was really using the VR to its like fullest. And here we've got people getting knocked out with clubs and stuff. And, you know, it's all kind of goofy and you're throwing grenades around and stuff. But I think this is different from Alex in that this is trying to emulate a console experience. You know, this is trying to emulate your memories playing Medal of Honor. Um, But no, yeah, yeah, I really, I think you're under something there. Because I I think even if there is that dead space, if you're constantly doing something at least, and there's something to look at, and maybe you know there's a bit of a bit of graffiti on the wall or something totally. for you to look at. It's different in VR than it is to a video game, like to to a standard. And video then, like game. being the cool soldier that you are, you get to pull out your candy, you do some like street art and shit. So yeah, damn straight, you're Banksy. Hell yeah! <laughs> no, you just war, turn into fucking Banksy. It's a, it's a war. He's Tanksy. Hey, I like that. I like that a lot. Thank you. Moving along to the the last game we cover, um, we had extended look at gameplay for Ratchet and Clank. Um, We get to see them go up against Doctor Nefarious. He has a gun called the Dimensionator, which has been mentioned in some of the past Ratchet and Clank games. Uh, You blow it up, and it causes all sorts of all sorts of goofs and guffaws with dimensions. Um, It blows like holes between different dimensions and you can use some sort of glove thing that's one thing that confused me glove is thing that- to like pull yourself close to them and it uses yeah. a whole playstation 5 ssd speeds to instantly create these new dimensions right you go through like little that's rifts. pretty yeah. fucking cool yeah that's one thing that threw me off though was like they're there and like in in that little cinematic clank is like ah oh, the portals seem to be reacting to your device but well, what just the your device what device your glove how do i know it's a glove only because the glove is like lighting up well, have I you mean, not got a name for the device you just calling it I the think, device i think in, in ratchet's defense he would have known ratchet was there <laughs> he's wearing it i think the I device know. is going to play is definitely going to play into the story just be, and they're just wanting to like like very lightly around that at the moment because I think with That's this fair. being a sequel to the more story heavy Ratchet games instead of like the reboot which was more silly and fun and lighthearted, um, I think they're gonna play into Ratchet's origin story like where his family came from and his race um, with their kind of technology the Lombax technology so I do mm. think that was on purpose but I do agree that yeah. was out of place that was real weird yeah, like in the real game Clank's gonna be like um yeah, I, I believe the the glove that Crash Bandicoot gave you is reacting that to the neck entrusted <laughs> with oh, you. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. I think this, this game is going to really look into the the lore of the lo- the Lombaxes, the Lomb the Lombai, the Lombonies, the Lombonians. Because yeah, we see a a different dimension version of Ratchet. Um, uh, female Lombax. Yeah. Now, something interesting I found out is in Ratchet and Clank, like normal core Ratchet and Clank's timeline, universe, whatever you want to call it, dimension, that's what it probably will call it, female Lombaxes, what do you call them? Lombarinos. <laughs> whatever <laughs> they're called. Um, don't have tails. Mm-hmm. But this one we see does have a tail. So maybe in her dimension, the females have a tail and the males don't. Who the fuck knows? It also... She clearly knows Clank, so she has a version of Clank. Because when she sees him, and he's like Ratchet, and she's like, who "The fuck, Ratchet!" She doesn't say, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> yeah. She clearly knows a, a, a Clank, totally. and I really want the other version of Clank to be made of wood. Dude, 
I think I mentioned this before. I had a theory. I, I, had, a theory. I had a theory before that her clank was gonna be her arm with like a Cortana voice. Yeah, because yeah, she has the. That'd be sweet. Oh, she's got cool. a robot arm. Um, Didn't even think about that. That's I awesome. Thought, um, That'd be really cool. This trailer, as a Ratchet and Clank fan, had a lot of really cool um, Easter eggs and stuff that I, I didn't quite catch before. Um, particularly, I thought it was cute that, um, you know, before this game was announced, we weren't sure if they were going to make a remake of the second Ratchet and Clank to follow up from their remake of the first Ratchet. Um, and it was kind of like, oh, will they make a sequel to the reboot or will they instead, you know, continue the mainline franchise and, you know, keep on forging a new path forward kind of thing instead of playing by, you know, law that was set up in, you know, <laughs> 2002 or whatever. Um, but here it seems like this game pays a lot of homages to uh, uh, the second Ratchet & Clank game back in the day. So I think it, it's a kind of a nice middle ground for both newcomers um, and along with newcomers, people who played the reboot as well as like longtime fans to jump in here and kind of, you know, um, experience some of those levels and stuff that we saw in Ratchet & Clank 2 here, you know, given a little bit of a well, refresher. I think you got a good point, because this is going to be a jumping-off point for a lot of people to the series. The Ratchet & Clank on included. PS4 was absolutely brilliant, but it I don't actually know that many people who played it, unfortunately. Um, I looked at it yesterday out, and went, I should probably buy this at some point. This looks Proceed like it's going to be one of the big launch window games so i think mm. a lot of people who buy the ps5 are going to be like okay i've never really played ratchet and clank before cool i'll get it that's another reason like you know it's not ratchet and clank what is it up to like six now it's not numbered it's really like a fresh sort of thing you can play that especially if it goes into the history of, of ratchet you can play as a newbie and be like okay i haven't missed anything we're totally. just in the origin story right now yeah, and well, like, also, it's kind of like, to borrow, to use a bit of an, a Spider-Man analogy here, um, before the show, um, Simon referred to this game as, um, you know, Ratchet & Clank Into the Spider-Verse, which I thought was, like, incredible, incredible I'm, stuff, and I'll I'm get into why I think that's incredible that. soon. But, um, <laughs> oh my god, what about if they, it's Ratchet, sorry, it's Insomniac, what about if they go into the world of resistance? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I want Jack. I want Jack. What if they find like the older polygonal, like slightly more polygonal ratchet and oh, clank dude, as well? Yeah. That'd be really like, cool. And if Ratchet's you, just if an asshole past. for no reason, just like he was in the yeah. original yeah. games. <laughs> Could you imagine if they like went though like when they're whipping through dimensions, they go past the first time that they met or something like that, like in the first Aww. game? And set oh, up that that's heart. actually oh oh man, my heart. That's probably gonna happen now. But um Oh my god! And Ratchet apologizes for being such a dick, dude. Yes, right, that's what we oh, want. Don't bet on it. Don't bet we on it. We stand Ratchet. <laughs> um, but like, I think Ratchet and Clank 2016 was kind of like the homecoming, and this is kind of like the Spider Verse in that um, they're not in the same reality, they're not in the same timeline. They're playing around with multiverse things, but it also gave me um, Spider Verse vibes in that in this game, in the Rift Apart demo that we saw, when he went to a different timeline the goons that you're fighting change from thugs for less, the, you know, the faux mercenary company that you fight throughout the series into goons for less in this alter timeline, yeah. which I thought was Good really fun. And it's that's, like, I like that a lot. I thought that was really that's cool. Really and it reminded me of like, you know, in Spider-Verse when he goes to the different timeline and it's Coca-Cola, but it's spelt differently and stuff. And there's a Seth Rogen movie instead of a blah, blah movie and stuff. They have come out and said that we are going to see some familiar areas just sort of reimagined. So those... 
I like when Sony just really slight tweaks to things. Yeah. Cool. Um, another thing, this game, sorry, this trailer, which again, just an extended version of what we saw earlier um, at the uh, Sony conference a few months ago. So it's a bit, I want to see something different, but whatever. Um, the ray tracing. Mm. IGN posted a side-by-side of some of the screens and yeah, this game is going to clear upgrade, but um, and speaking of Spider-Man, remember the whole puddle gate bullshit? Oh yeah. That happened a few years ago. Well, so IGN posted side-by-side it's like, hey, this is what it looked like in March whatever it was and this is what it looks like today and all these people are just like, it's been downgraded, it's different now. It's like, yeah, no, it's different clearly better yeah. like what? It's more atmospheric the, like the, the textures are way higher resolution. Well, like, yeah, oh, the, the textures, textures are, are out as well. The, yeah, the reflections look crazy but it's just like, oh, see in this area there is less, there are less particle effects. It's like, yes, because they've realised that Less particle effects in this area make it look more realistic. The yeah. AI is a bit smarter, so you, you, if you look into it, you have some enemies that are behind cover. They used to be shooting, but it would make sense for them to be shooting. Now they're hiding, so therefore they're not shooting, yeah. causing more particle effects. This is a real, this is a big jump to, from what they showed us. I hate the whole. It, well, it was downgraded. It was upgraded. Just, just, just shut the fuck. But also, why would a AAA <laughs> studio show like bull shots or whatever? Where they were the puddles them, that look less good than the one that was shown like a couple months ago? Yeah, it, doesn't it, it just doesn't make any sense. And I think people just bought online as one of bitch about something, unfortunately. <laughs> the other thing I just want to bring up as well is that because we got an extensive gameplay demo, it ran so smoothly. Like it was yeah. buttery smooth. That was gorgeous. I believe it's going to have a 60 frame mode. It looked it, I'm pretty sure that was 60 frame mode frames. and a 30 frame mode with like higher fidelity. A 30 frame mode with a higher fidelity. Yeah. Yeah, cool with that. I'm down with that. I man. don't really notice frame rates. I think it's all just because your eyes don't work. <laughs> I actually had this conversation <laughs> with Lauren um as somebody who like she's been very interested in the trailers as somebody who hasn't played a ratchet game before. Um and you know uh, playing Ratchet and Clank 2016, I was really missing like the 60 frames from the like the PS2 titles because um, they were always 60 and they they were buttery smooth. Um, but then going to 2016, I didn't notice as much as I thought I would have, mm. and that was just because you know they used some decent motion blur to be fair. But you know I got kind of used to it, and um just being given the option here is lovely. But I think I will go with 30 frames just because I want this to look as good as possible. Um, but I yeah, love he, that they gave the option so that people, you know, can make that decision for themselves. Oh yeah, hundred percent for for the options. But personally, I I would argue on the other side of that, and I think sixty frames looks better, dude. Um, yeah, in almost every circumstance. And I mean, like I would, in a twitchy kind of game that you could argue Ratchet kind of is, you know, dodging between bullets and strafing around and stuff. I I totally feel like you'd have a benefit for playing in sixty frames as well. But I just, I just think in general, like this was something that I argued a lot with people during the very early days of 4K, um, which I mean, admittedly, we're still in sort of the early days of 4K, like it's only now sort of starting to become a bit more relevant. But um, yeah, I would always argue that 1080p at 60 frames looks way better than 4K at 30. And I stand by that because at the end of the day, I think a 60 frame game or movie or whatever, it there's a lot of things that you notice 
I've I've really been paying attention to in terms of like the animation quality and the way that everything moves and it looks and flows in a way more natural setting than it does when it's 30 frames per second. And I'm not saying 30 frames per second is bad um, by any measure. Like it's perfectly fine. And, you know, if, if that's the option you're going to go for, do it, enjoy it, have a great time. Because at the end of the day, the game's going to be fucking great from the looks of it. Yeah. Do you think they could also work negatively where like 60 frames per second could perhaps show the flaws in some of the animations and stuff? I think that is a factor with games that are not designed to be played at 60 frames per second. Have a look at GTA V for a prime example, because when that came out, that ran at 25 frames per second on the PS3. If you're lucky. And, oh yeah, if you were lucky. Um, that ran at 25 frames per second. And then the, um, the PS4 and Xbox One versions ran at, I think it was 50. Yeah. And then the PC version came out, that ran at 60, and then an update was given um, to the PS4 and Xbox to make it run at 60 as well. And yeah, like those animations are atrocious at 60. I think they look janky and horrible. But a game like Ratchet and Clank, which, let's be honest, these guys know what they're doing, that's going to look great. See, now maybe this is because of I've always played on console. I'm only kind of new to the whole PC space. But a few months ago, I was playing. Um, Forza and even even playing Doom and I crank up all the settings and I'm playing it at like um, 120 frames. I don't feel like it's that different to how I, I don't feel that different playing it to what I did on console. It looks a lot prettier graphically because I'm playing it on PC, but move, like the actual animation of it, it feels better, but not drastically better. I I've seen people who get kind of like um, up in arms about like you know difference of 20 frames. I just don't get it i think a different to 20 frames it depends on what i guess it depends on the scale of it. if, if you compare yeah. it to 21 frames per second it's a lot better than one frame per second but oh yeah definitely when it comes but to also like 60 to 80 or something like that i just six, don't 60 to 80 or you know like the, the differences become really 100. negligible at, what, at some point and i think i feel like they're gonna get more the, negligible man because exactly. with our monitor with like my tv our 4k tv is like only has a refresh rate of 60 hertz so, Same with my monitors. So, like, I'm not going to get the benefits of Halo Infinite running at 120 frames, but I'm going to get the no. benefit of Halo Infinite having a high response rate, um, and it, I can put it from 120 to 60 and have, like, you know, if they give me the option to trade in the 120 that I won't be making use of and instead have it run at 60, make the full use of my television and have ray tracing, that's a nice little bonus for me. And then, you know, people yeah. who have the 120, the 144 hertz monitors or whatever can, you know, take advantage of that if they want it. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. I mean, absolutely. And I, I think that's that's always, I think these kinds of options are arguably some of the best moves that any game development company can make. When it, you know, whether it's what frame rate do you want your game at to all the accessibility options that were available in The Last of Us. Yeah, to dude, yeah. Any additional option like that is great and i i, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be included more frequently than they are okay. yeah, a very nice note to finish the episode on mm-hmm. i um, tried oh, yeah, <laughs> um, so if you want to listen to more of us we're on spotify and itunes subscribe and leave us a review also make sure you check out all the fan critical podcasts on all good podcasting services especially their new series on lovecraft country which is incredible and their reviews of the episodes are even better if you want to read up on what we're doing and uh, just keep up to date with the news, storymodegaming.com, check us out. 
Uh, if you want to contact us, we're at Story Mode Video Game Podcast at gmail.com. We're over on Facebook at Story Mode Gaming Oz and Twitter at Story Mode Pod. We're also on Patreon, search for Fan Critical. Chuck a couple bucks our way and you'll get access to a few extra shows and to the Discord server run by Simon Evans. Um, hey, you can tell also- me about how wrong I am about Star Wars or how right <laughs> I am about Star Wars. I, I, I will be logging in. Um, <laughs> You've got to pay we've for also, it. We've also got some cool <laughs> other things. Uh, no, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we promise it's cool, worth cool it. Things- <laughs> Cool yeah. things in the in the works at the moment in the pipeline. So, so keep tuned. Hey, last time I said we had cool stuff coming, we launched a we launched a fucking website. So you know, it's true. Yeah, I'm not take our word overplaying this at all, oh, guys. Also, I have to I have to <laughs> I have to give you website writers full fucking credit because I wouldn't have known about half the shit from Gamescom if it wasn't for the fact I kept I thought Simon was about to, I thought Simon was going to say I wouldn't know about the website unless we mentioned I'm like for fuck's sake <laughs> god damn it <laughs> we can't get through no, it I, I wouldn't have known like about half the stuff from Gamescom if it wasn't for the fact that you guys have written it up but yes yeah. make sure you check us out um, yeah there's, there's a lot of content on there it's coming oh, out yeah. coming out pretty quickly um, and there'll be a lot more coming out this this week um, including hopefully my review of the uh, Control DLC. Oh, man, I'm like jealous. So I've been meaning to jump on it, man. Ooh. I need a. I've, been, I've got it in my cart on PlayStation. I just gotta, just gotta hit that button. Gotta part with that thirty dollars. It. It's gotta good. It. Just don't talk about frame rates when you're playing Control, though. Because oh, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's <rough>. fair. <laughs> but shows shows that a good game, an exceptionally good game, can beat bad frame rates. If the game That's was true. any worse, I wouldn't. But anyway, I digress. Josh, thanks for joining us. Hey, no worries. Thanks for having me. It was nice being Keelan for a week. Well, <laughs> you can go back His to are cozy. The curse has lifted. The blessing, you mean? Yeah, I just hey, like last, float I feel, off into the forest. I'm pretty sure yeah. last week um, Simon was Catherine Heigl, so... Oh, oh yeah, was, that's yeah. true. That is I true. have yeah. the power. Simon, thanks for joining us, buddy. Thank you. And thank you for letting me be me and not Catherine. Oh, be you because you, you was good. Okay. Oh, cheers. How sweet was that? Um, and everyone <laughs> listening at home, thanks for listening. Um, be safe. Go play some games and we'll catch you next week. Mwah. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Tastes like Master Chief.